They try to drown me I can swim upstream so profoundly I can stay calm in a dire situation I'm at it every day, no time for a vacation And I smell blood in the water Everything I do, yeah, I do it for my daughters Now I'm gonna shut your lips It's time for a brand new episode of what? We talking, just say what? We talking, just say what? We talking, just say what? We talking, just said it's time for a brand new episode of Talking Jit. Tears. Onis, brother. How you doing? Good. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How how, how do I sound? Is my, is my background loud? I can hear the background a little bit. Okay. Hold on. What about now? I think we're good. Okay, okay. How you doing, brother? I'll let you know if it gets crazy. Okay, okay. How you been? Man, I've been, I've been good, man. I've just been, you know, working on music, living life, growing every day, you know, same. What about yeah, you? Seems like you're making a lot of progress. Oh, thank you, bro. I appreciate that. You got your videos in order and stuff. You got, like, some good content coming out. Most of all, bro, you're just different. Just a different type of artist. And I like it. Thank you, bro. You always been riding with me, you know, since like just early in my early days and stuff like that. And speaking of video, I got a video to shoot today at like five, like around like I think it's around five thirty, six thirty. Today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, I remember you got a um hold up real quick. You got a lot of echo back in the background. Okay. I noticed is like uh for people listening, you're uh, I don't know, you want to do your introduction? I don't want to sell you wrong, bro, but basically just a rap artist, but down to earth, super cool dude, man. And he's got a really unique style of thinking. Like not a lot of people think like you do or kind of like look at the world like you do, you know? Yeah, it's like, I feel like I was, um, sometimes I feel like it's the Truman Show. Cause I be just noticing, I be just, I'm very, I'm like a stickler for details of things. So I just, I just observe really good. I be just observing the craziest things and I'm just like, what about that? And then sometimes I notice that that observation goes unnoticed to a lot of people. And I just, I feel like I'm just constantly going through a sense of awareness, constantly having eureka moments where things just add up and make sense it's like a puzzle and then you know at first the pieces you can't see then you put them together and then you start to see the whole picture of what you what you uh put them together so yeah and then, and then like as far as like the music honestly the music has been like a big motivation for me to, to really like find myself or even like learn more things to have my way of thinking you know, it's just constantly, I think once I became aware of myself, I became, uh, uh, just to make a mental note, like I made, it was through the music that led me to that type of awareness of myself. So from there, I just, there's just like this relationship that I have with art and creating music. I just want to express myself in my fullest capacity and there's no better place to do it than hip-hop yeah and, and you, like i said earlier i mean <clears throat> i feel like everyone thinks they have a unique style but you truly do like you uh 
I was explaining to my dad earlier. He's like, who are you talking to today? And I was like, well, I got my boy T is coming on. Um, known him for a while, but he's got like, he's like a rapper, but he's also kind of like metaphysical. He's got like a chill vibe and it's like a lot deeper than just like, you know, normal street stuff and, you know, the, the normal vibe you get. It's not like cookie cutter. So in my opinion, I feel like people have to check you out in order to kind of get like a, a good, a good idea of what your style is, you know? Right. Right. I feel like I, uh, I leave the key words and things that make you question, or it could be something that you already was questioning and you just didn't have it formulated like that to look at it. So it's like, I, I con- I'm constantly trying to really just express the experience that we already having. Cause how I look at it, like you're right. There is a metaphysical nature to my music and that's why, and even like that, I, I even like that name better than, you know, necessarily conscious. Cause a lot of people say, you know, I'm a conscious artist, but you know, conscious just to be aware. So you could be conscious of a lot of things right. or you could be, un- you know what I'm saying? So, but as a metaphysical artist, I try to express that underlying spiritual reality of everything that's already going on because you know in the western world we kind of were taught to like brush things off as coincidences and you know that's because of like the program the indoctrination so anything that we think about that like goes beyond our limitations or what we consider the norm we can we have this reference point in our consciousness like in a movie or something so then we classified into the, uh, that's fiction, this is real. And then, you know, some of us, because we are turned off or we don't have this awareness, we tend to, you know, cause we're, we're, we're very self-centered, not like self-centered in a, always in a negative way, but we're literally like, we're, we're, we're POV first player in it. So like, yes, you think, hey man, if I didn't, if I, if I couldn't see how that is going on, that can't be going on. So obviously crazy. So we go through a lot of situations of what we might brush off as coincidences, but if we actually took a look of it, took a look at it, we can find that like, especially in a reality like this, in a, in a place where like there's laws, not necessarily laws of legality but like universal laws right so that mean there's some there's divine order and so just off of when you look at the macro and how there's divine order then you can't you notice that there is no coincidences because so it's all in point so when you going through something and like in this urban environment of you know united states you don't you don't you don't get the of like really like tally those things up because some people they have special abilities not necessarily like x-men right but they have higher senses they can smell things some people can 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 hear colors you know even though we see colors some people can hear colors some people can taste words so it's like those are like abilities that have been honed through like generations and generations of your family existence here because we're we're the apex of evolution like you get all the animals and then you put them in us and then we can the the fox can't be a dog the dog a human can be a bird the human can think he a bird but you ain't gonna see no cow 
acting like a gorilla. Yeah. You see? Yeah. So it just shows you like our freedom even within our limitations. Yeah. And um kind of like you're talking about the system or being like systematized, you know. Even like even like where we are, we're kind of like a hub, you know, like we're kind of like like the like America is kind of like the hub of many things, you know. So we standardize a lot. And by standardizing a lot, I feel like we end up all kind of like cookie cuttering things. Like I don't know, that's the best way I can explain it. Like like you're supposed to get up, go to a 9 to 5, you know, live live this ex this certain lifestyle. There's not like a lot of artistic freedom in a normal day-to-day routine unless you are like a uh, odd man out or you're like kind of like the dark sheep in a group. Is, Am I making sense with that? Are you seeing where yeah, I'm going? Yeah, you definitely making sense because it's like when this country was formed or when when this country started to really want to open up to foreign export or to really like, you know, do its whole empire global takeover thing on the low and up, up front, right? When they tried to do that. So what they promised to other countries is that us as Americans will buy it. Literally, so they condition us to be in a position to where we're over consuming or we just want to consume at a high rate. Americans probably consume at the highest rate out of any other country. So if you have it and let's say, you know, the other country, they sell it for like 30 cents. We'll take it. We'll sell it to them for five dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? So as what we promise to these other leaders is that we'll buy your resources and we'll develop a people who will be the the master consumers. So everything is a part of that. And then that's what the whole hope is of the illusion of other countries when they're like, oh man, we can just get in America. If we can do this and we can do that. It's because they want to they want to bring you here. And then once you're here, you usually see it take about, hmm, I would say one to maybe three to four generations, maybe two. Yeah, the way it's going now, it's not even, it won't even be long. So it'll be like two now, but it used to be like three or four. But they'll take the first generation, it will still, it'll get stripped of its culture slowly, but not enough to where you'll recognize. Like they might not never pick up the English language, that first generation, but their child will. So after two to three generations, they're stripped of their culture. And once you strip a person of their culture, they become vulnerable. So once they become vulnerable, then they what, they start looking for culture. Look at us. We're always looking for this or expressing. Look at all the different type of movements, whatever. We, I'm a this now, or I'm joining this, or look at me, I'm this. So they strip us of our culture, leaving us cultureless, so then they can sell us things. Because now we got to buy stuff. We got to get the products. We got to get the food. We got to get the clothes. So it's yeah. all it's all design. Yeah, I remember I remember when I met you. How long have we known each other now? I was trying to think. Was, of that. Like five years, like probably five. Yeah, that's the that's number that was in my head too. Like, holy shit! Time yeah, five. Just, wow. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember, and by the way, I still got your shoes. They haven't gone. Oh, they're still. Man, they're still... <laughs> I, I already know, brother. I can't wait to see them when I get them. I still got the jacket, bro. That's my classic. That's going in my life. 
you know, you go and you, uh, the Hall of Famer uh, basketball player, he got all these different jerseys on. Go. Uh, that's one yeah. of that's one of my Hall of Fame. Glass uh, it. I'm gonna put it up. That's an honor. Yeah, they uh, but I remember you had like you had these like Jordans and shit that you showed me. And I'm like, damn. And you're like, bro, I found them at uh, Plato's Closet. He's like, I'm not gonna go out and buy brand new Jordans. I, you know, someone already wore them. I'm not gonna support. <clears throat> I remember you, you like that was like one of the first things you said to me, and I was like, damn, like he's make a lot of sense. Or most people would go out and buy like the brand new Jordans off the shelf, pay outrageous fee. You're like, man, I'll recycle them. Like I can yeah. still find nice shoes that have been worn, and you know, not you gotta have your own eye for quality. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Brand new has a, a, a feel that comes with it, but some things don't need to be brand new. In fact, some things, if they're like, I just was watching on Instagram today, they was talking about these work jackets that you know they're very stylish, but like you, the dude basically saying you want to buy those used because most of the people, when you get it, it's so like tough and it's not even broken in. Right. So, so usually a person who usually used to wear them because it's like a vintage jacket who used to wear them they will be working in them. So it'll be broken in. So you get somebody who worn it maybe for a couple winters and then you buy from them. It's perfect for you. Yeah. That's, and I think that's a, that's a great outlook because a lot of people get stuck in the same system. We're kind of talking about so far where they, they feel like they have to get it brand new. It has to have tags on it. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of like doing that with the shoes too. Like I like taking old beat up shoes and painting them and making them look like, either like customize or a one of one, but I like the like beat up look. It adds character to shit, you know? That's the craftsmanship of what you got. You got that craft eye. And you yeah. know, it's you you see like it's about like even when you look at the stuff that we used to wear, the longevity of it was way longer. Products like we still pimping out cars from the seventies and eighties. You ain't really seeing nobody take a two thousand and eight <laughs> Kia Spectra and they're like, man, I'm about to I'm about to make this. I'm about to clean this up. It's going to sit it down. I ain't going to drive it. I mean, in, you know, 20 more years, 30, even maybe 10, they will. But you see with them, them Camaros, them, them Chevys, you drop top, you take one, you could be in the worst conditions. They be beat up. They be in somebody's garage, not somebody's backyard, flat, tires, everything, no engine. You take it, pimp it out, you know, and, and okay. then you come back clean and it's prestigious because those some of those things were built to last. And I just know these companies and they had, they like, now how can gonna, we we're gonna put a new it? product out next week? Yeah. Yeah. So we don't want those to last. We want to start, we want a time estimate on how long those last. Yeah. Like and that. I'm not playing those games with people. No, like the fucking even. iPhone, bro. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Every but. two years, all of a sudden shit just starts going downhill on my iPhone. I watched the video and it was like uh it was like for the last like 10 years and it was doing you know when they got the new iPhone they do the little orient the little kind of this is the iPhone 15 and the dude kept saying by far the greatest phone to he kept saying the oh. same thing for the last 10 to 12 years. Yeah, it showed every iPhone from like the iPhone 3 all the way up to the 15 and his presentation was the same thing word for word. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. That had me cracking up too. I'm like, I'm like, I ain't judging nobody, but those are clearly NPC crowds. So who goes to that? <laughs> yeah, for real. I never really thought of that either. Like, who the fuck buys a ticket to go sit down and watch them announce the new shit? Yeah, yeah. Who cares? I'll get it when it comes out. Yeah, it's going to be all over the internet anyway. 
Yeah, so it's other tech, other designers, other is is their little group, <laughs> or at least their their. I don't know, cause I ain't invited. But I would if I was invited. I'm like, bro, I'm not about to go watch this phone. Right. But you know, whatever. So, That's just so me personally. Tell me about some of your experiences, man, because you've shared like some of the experiences you've had, um, like not only through like music, cause you've got, you've had a lot of experiences through music that I want to talk about at some point. Cause I remember when you got like, you know, someone fucked you over a video, like you're supposed to have someone make a video and they're giving you a bunch of shit. And then also, also you, um, you're telling me about some of your, like, uh, what do you call them? Like, I don't know, just like your spiritual experiences and stuff. Kind of okay. eye opening times, you know? Okay, I got you. So, would you prefer to hear about that story with the videographer first, or my spiritual experience? Hmm, let's go spiritual experience first. We'll get okay. That videographer so, is like a punk. So, you know what I've noticed after like several different so-called spiritual experiences that like I've had several spiritual experiences like really because when you think about spiritual what is it like that's the whole trick about like this english language that we're, we, we use it like it, it, it is it just falls short to really express fully that's it really brings conflict because it's like just of of how it's just hard to fully express so because technically everything is spiritual so what i've noticed now that i've had several spiritual experiences i just brushed it off or which became either uh, had a very euphoric experience of it, or I became traumatized from it. Right, but just the just one of my I would say my spiritual experiences that aligned it with me making music. So even before I made music, I played football. I played from Pinellas Park High School. I was number four. I played fullback. We ran a wing tee. You know, I'm just you know more you normal. Average high school kid, you know, just really just wanting, you know, it was cushion orange shoes days. Wiz Khalifa was out, oh, you sure. know, you feel me? Get your yes. get your Chuck tees, camel shorts. You just trying to find a party to, to roll up and drink for locals, being wild, right? So, so okay. I, even then, I always had like this kind of understanding of religion because when I was in. I would say this, I'm going to build with you. Ride with me though, okay? Okay. So when I was in the fourth grade, I had got this book. It was um, Greek gods, mythology, and stuff like that. It was like, I'm like, oh, snap. But the only reason, first of all, this was a school in Georgia, like, and and their libraries are very old. Like, like, so you might find a book that's meant to be in high school there. It wasn't, it shouldn't even be there, but it's there, right? Mm-hmm. So I found this book only because I watched Hercules. You see? So I was like, oh, this this will who Hercules come from? Because I remember I remember the people, right? So I get this book, but now this book is not Disney. <laughs> so off rip Jesus, is, I mean off rips Jesus Zeus. Off rip Zeus is one, he suffered from First of all, a cannibalistic dad, a dad that tried to eat him. And then on top of that, he he just was doing wild stuff from sacrifice, from rape, from creating people, from just doing all the wildest stuff. And I'm just taking all this in. But I'm just like, 
at the end of the book, and once I learned, I learned about all of the all of this stuff about it as much as a fourth grader could take in. I'm, I'm like, but I'm just like, man, they believe all this. I'm like, whoever believe in like Zeus or Apollo, you know, whatever Jupiter, whatever you want to call them, you know, they they like they tend to like to switch the, the name but be the, the Greek mythology. Right, right. So I'm like, whatever they believe, this is what they believe. But I was raised Christian. So I'm like, okay. But if they believe that's the truth, and I believe this the truth, which one of us is lying? And then so from that, I went home and then I, you know, I asked the adults around me. I'm like, man, I read this book in class. I mean, I read it, I was reading it at home because you know, it was very vulgar. Cause it, it was it, it shouldn't have been at school, but that you know, look here, I'm like who they cut, they doing bad things, <laughs> making people, uh, you know, say all kind of shit, right? So yeah. I'm reading it, so I'm like, who's lying? And when I brought that to the people around me, they just brushed it off. So from that moment on, it kind of really detached me from religion, and I started to like just really go on my own journey of like reading different religions. So when I got to high school, I was already like kind of like not a very uh, I wasn't programmed into let's say the religion. So I had a free mind. So I was already thinking there was out aliens. I started to investigate a lot of stuff. I became a deep reader. So once I graduated from high school. I didn't go play football, you know, five, I'm short. You know, my, my coach was realistic about the situation. That was good. I could have went D3, but I got hurt in my uh, 12th grade year. And it just, when I sat down, it made me realize that wasn't something I wanted to do. So I used to play with rapping. I used to freestyle with my friend CJ. He was a rapper's rapper. He like, to this day, to this day, I, I, you take who you think the best or who you like here in the city and, and you want to put him up somebody, I put my money on CJ all day. So he taught me how to rap. So when I graduated, I just, I didn't go nowhere. I just, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Had a girlfriend, I was in love. Then we broke up, I felt devastated. And I got to a point where I was really like, you know, what is life? Like, fuck all this. I didn't have really a good relationship with my mom. So I was just like, nothing matters. So I started to do all kinds of different things. I used to take uh, MMDA, I used to take different drugs, but it was really like ecstasy, MMDA, but then I was stopped. And then one time I went to my friend and he was like, bro, can I have some? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, you wanna buy it? He's like, yeah, but I ain't got no money. He's like, I'll trade you these mushrooms. And I was like, mushrooms, you know, cause I, at the time, you know, shit, I'm black, right? I'm like, you know, at the time. <laughs> now everybody- It's not a hood you know, drug. Yeah, yeah, you like, man, that's like crazy white boy shit. I'm not doing yeah. that, right? But I was like, fuck it, let me take it. So I took them, didn't do them. And I remember the day, the exact day, it was March 8th, 2013. I had took them with my friends, and we just was like sitting there. We took we took a lot too, and we just was sitting there because we didn't know how many, you know, what you're supposed to take. Now I know, cause you know, now I'm a psychic. Now I, you know, I can, I'll grow them if I have to, right? So I know now. But then I'm just like, ugh, it's nasty. Let's eat them. And we just was chilling, listening to music, watching music videos, watching Animal Planet. We just, it's just that it broke the layers in my mind of what I thought how things were, cause I was able to comprehend things faster. I was able to have like deep understanding and emotional feeling. Oh. And then even the stress that I went through, like with my breakup, 
I found answers to that and it did, it healed that. And it made me question everything. I'm just like, man. Was it what mind, you expected when you started like, like when you took it and you started feeling it, was it what you expected? Did you have any anxiety at first or did you just go with it the whole time? Or Well, you got to see, you got to remember, like I was in, a, in the state of mind that I was in. I was like nothing. I was like very nihilism. Like I didn't really? believe anything. I gave were, up. Were you like self-destructive kind of or? It's not necessarily self-destructive, like trying to hurt myself, but I didn't think nothing of death at that moment. Like at that time in my life, I wasn't really afraid of everything going wrong because I felt like everything already went wrong. Yeah, I've been there, man. That's why I was like, that's why I'm kind of wondering. I've, I've had a ex- experiences myself where like, I'm like, let me know if you relate, like where you're at like an all time low. Um, <clears throat> you kind of feel like you're in the dark. Or like, yeah, and they're felt like a vampire, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, and therefore you don't really fear death. You don't really fear anything. You're just kind of like, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but, I was in. I was hanging with people. I would. I, I feel like I shouldn't have been. I was hanging with an older dude who, like, he knew I kind of liked music, but I wasn't really good. So instead of telling me I wasn't good, he just <laughs> was like, "Hey, I need you to do these stuff with me, and I'm gonna get you in the studio." So I'm like, I'm at. I'm at a. I'm at his drug hotel, sitting there for him. I mean, like, in the worst position. I'm just doing whatever he tell me because he had money. He had Mercedes. He was going to put me in the studio. So I'm just – so I was really, I would say, on the, the dark night of my soul. And so when the scientists say that psilocybin can help <laughs> with depression and darkness, mm-hmm. they ain't lying. I mean, we already knew that. Shamans and medicine people already knew that. But when the scientists said that, yeah, they not lying. Because it it breaks down what you thought. So I went through that and I started to question. I'm like, man, I ate something and my mind and my body feels like I'm in tune with everything. So from that, this way changed my life. Because I wouldn't say it was the substance that made it spiritual. It was the, the sequence of events. But mm-hmm. it made me say, if I can eat something and my mind and my body can be free from one time because you're not stuck under time under that construct two you you have a deep understanding uh three when you listen to sound or you see the visual of everything it's very euphoric so i'm like if my mind if i can do this from eating just a simple uh fungus that grew like that what is this mind and body capable of on its own like could i reach this state because i've always been into like trying to level up, you know, Dragon Ball Z as a kid, you know, I'm trying to be a saying. So I know, I know, the, I know the style. I know you got to train it. You got to hone the skills. It's possible. Right. So from that thought, it made me go back and research everything, the religions, uh, spiritual techniques, aliens. It made me go back and cause I'm like, okay, I know what this body is potentially capable of just be, just because of the spirits. I didn't see purple uh, elephants. I didn't see what they what they they try to show you when somebody's doing it. I I became really aware of, of myself, and it's like I started to unravel a lot of seeds that were embedded into my consciousness just because of my my curiosity, my way of observing things. So that would been my experience and then I realized that I wanted to make music. I always been in tune with music. And that was the day that I said, I don't care how long it's gonna take, I will become an MC and I'll master the craft of MCing. 
And that was like nine, about nine, ten years ago. You will be Hokage one day. You feel me? Had my own personal mission, my personal journey. Yeah, man. And I've seen like, uh, I've seen a good part or just from the sidelines and like just keeping up with you on the socials and stuff. I've seen some of it and like you hearing about people who fucked you over and like how you've handled stuff like that. And then now to see that, like, you know, you did that, uh, that show you've been posting and you've been traveling, your videos look like good quality. You're still putting out music. Like I can, I can just see that you're not like you haven't given up and you're only getting better. And that's part of the reason like why I'm like, man, I got to get him on here because not one, not only is he like, uh, got some really cool experiences, but two, like you just don't, you've never given up, you know? And I don't know what it is about you. Maybe you know why you you haven't given up or why you, you know, just kept pushing. Like, what did you do every time you had a hurdle? What did your mind tell you? Well, the crazy thing is this journey as an artist, but don't really go spoken. When you talk to these artists, you don't really tell you this, but it's like you become, it might be like what a, I ain't trying to get too vulgar, but it might be like what a crackhead it feels like. <laughs> so everybody is trying to sell you. <laughs> everybody is trying to sell. Like when you think about the artist, the video dude want to sell you stuff, the promoter trying to sell you stuff, the DJ trying to sell you stuff, the producer trying to sell you stuff, manager trying to take your stuff, the label trying to own your stuff. They really out like you're like sheep to them. And then you got to, you think it's like that because there's not a lot of money in it? No, the, the, well, it depends on what lane you're in because the money is print, right? And then, but when you think about like, like me, I'm in like, let's say I'm a conscious artist. Well, the conscious so-called community makes trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Gaia TV alone, I mean, they ain't doing nothing with the money. They ain't really making no centers. They just. Ah, I manifest, right? But they not, you know, but just that alone, they're making money. So the money is out there. It's just, okay. it's just how you're going to get it. And then in today's day, it's all about building your community. That's why streamers are taking over. That's why podcasts, because you now, because people get to see who you are. They get to be attached to you. They get to know who you are. And then you get to build a, a community upon that. So it's like, that's how you even look at things like Playboy Cardi fans, Die Hard, Die Hard. So Swifties. musicians have not lost the, the ability to have Die Hard fans. But it's just because of social media is now becoming the gatekeepers. Mm. You Your biggest, your biggest yeah, opponent now is the algorithm. And yeah, it is true. That fucking thing is always changing around, bro. Yeah. It's like you got to... Kids are going to be born with the ability to decode and read algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. There's only... A, every time something... It just happens like that, bro. It's like we just... It just we, we're constantly updating. We're like the... We, the iPhones, all these technologies are just external representations of our physical body, of our internal world. So, like, it's just, it's a it's a, it's like even a dollar. Are you worried a, about AI? A, no, not really, because in the sense of like AI, well, you gotta look at what time we at too, right? Like the AI, most people worried about 
that's that's not the AI that we're dealing with right now. The AI we're dealing with is like super data set con uh, controllers. They're basically like quantum calculators. They like the, the same thing AI is doing is what the calculator did. Same thing the printing press did. It's just making us <clears throat> able to access and utilize the knowledge faster. And then on top of that, we're going to continue to evolve. And then if you think about artificial intelligence, it already been here. Uh, most of the, uh, the religions are artificial intelligence. You know, just like artificial intelligence doesn't necessarily like have it isn't I think AI is a a country. It's not pronounced AI, but it's spelled AI. So I think it's a country over there in the Middle East or North Africa or something or Israel over there. Right. So like AI. Wait, are you talking about artificial intelligence or are you talking about uh, like the what, religion? What, I, what I'm saying is AI has already been here. Uh, is already is is the language itself is artificial intelligence. It's a program. Is it, our so we've already uh, have been let's say uh, it already won in a sense of that. Just look at the how we're divided, and they show you like traces of this type of information when you like even look at the story of in, in the Bible, the Tower of Babel, right? The people that was clean, they was cold, they was like. They was it was a it was, they was building it was Nikola Teslas they was building coils and stuff, mm -hmm. and they started to build ladders signifying they were building themselves up. So the, what did God say? He said, "Hey man, we got let's go down there and confuse them, confuse their language, because once you confuse the language, you really you change a whole person. So if a person language, just look at our language. If, if all our words that start with a B." If you simply change the P to where those B's was, you just unraveled and unfold the whole entire language. So now it will come up with a different combination of, of words. And then mm -hmm. you got to understand like this original language that we had, it basically nurtured and gave, just how they tell you, think positive Think positive. Use your affirmations. Don't say bad things that you don't wish. You know what I'm saying? That's because the original language, it was a constant reinforcement of our divine connection with the universe, with the mother. It was the is it was in. So I'm saying we are we already been affected by AI, but this AI is it is it was a matter of time. And then you look at all of us who are, who are here now, it's happening right now because of who we are. And I don't think if we weren't capable of, of handling it or interacting with it properly, it wouldn't have manifested in this time. But that's just me going into my metaphysical side, right? right. But it, we're, we're going to have new jobs. People will be freed from jobs. Uh, We'll have new issues. We'll have new solutions. Do you think it's like just we don't like have next step in evolution for us? Yeah, because we don't. Because a lot of stuff it'll save lives. Like even like there, there is in these uh, Native American. I know I keep bringing it back to language, but I'm bringing it back one time. So in these Native American languages, there there are different family groups. What I mean is like English has 
English, it has uh, Latin, it has French, it has Gothic, German. So those make up the language group of English. So then you have in these Native American language, a hundred and sometimes 150 different uh, family groups. And there's people who are deciphering these languages, but it's taking that one person wow. at least 30 to 40 years just to break down one family group of the language. Really? Right. Yeah. So that's interesting. With a with AI, what took him 30 years would take five minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to share. The problem is, is racism, bro. <laughs> that's what it is. We, we worried about it taking over. We, we, we thinking it's going to do what we do. What do you th- what are you saying? Like, cause we we have so much issues with division within ourselves. Right. The thought of another sentient conscious being making sentient decisions, it just like, oh shit, that's the same thing that like they might be. Stuff. They might that's be the same thing. Programmed mm-hmm. racist, or like no. they might learn racism. It's our issue with racism. Gotcha. So you got to think when people and then you got to think about this. So what's, what, what were a lot of the fears of people in the South and during a sense of racism? The Black people would get them back. Like there's a, a sub, even to the sense of there's a subconscious fear that Black people will revolt and do the same thing to so-called white people that were done to them. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to AI, we got this, it's the same fear. They're under us. We don't, shit, we'll throw the phone away. We'll throw the computer away. We'll spill juice on it. That's somebody grandma in the sense AI world. Hey man, that 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 camera you had back in 2023, that was my great great granddaddy, bro. I don't appreciate how you just did him like. So it's like <laughs> the mind, and then plus that, plus Hollywood, like high robot. <laughs> so you, yeah, you, yeah, you get that in Hollywood, and it's because there's a there's horror porn. So we we will with the type of. Uh, of civilization that will go to the movies and watch salt and watch somebody's face get ripped off, knowing good damn well if we woke up in there one of them want to play a game, bro, we'll probably shit and die right there. Oh, we're just being in there. <laughs> we'll just be like, oh, fuck, and just out the, this mental suicide because just how, you know, because yeah. it's, but we'll go watch that. Yeah. We have horror games. We have like I'm not judging nobody who you know, but you gotta recognize your your mind doesn't it don't waste time determining if something is really happening or not. It takes it in. So th- with that, when we think about AI, we think it, it it's going to take from us. It's going to hurt us. It's going to oh I knew it was coming right right. And that's the wrong approach because you got to recognize, man, we're, we're like, we're apex with the bond. We're going to top that. Just like when people was running track, nobody broke those records. And then to that record got broke, people all around the world start breaking that record. We just constantly updated. Yeah. It's just what are, what are we going to do about ourselves? You know what I'm saying? The amount of information we'll be able to obtain <laughs> in such a quick amount of time. It might, it might like snowball our growth, like just be the, it just might get the ball rolling even quicker. You played Destiny before? That, that's what, yeah, yeah. So you know the little robot thing that's floating around, just guiding you through the game. Yeah. 
man, so your kid get one of them. That'll cut school down at least 10 years. Yeah, that's what I was like kind of thinking as well. Like the education. Even Iron Man had Jarvis. Yeah, it's true. He don't need Jarvis. He can. He made Jarvis because he's like, man, I can do more stuff if I can just attack this Time Lord. Because time has is you know it's an element that we use, but sometimes we find ourselves thinking that it's something that we we're in. Yeah. What's the uh, craziest experience you had with uh, the psychedelics? <clears throat> oh man. So I was at a, a festival. Actually, I performed at a festival was in Costa Rica. And like, so this was, uh, I think, the day after my performance. Now, the whole festival was like, it was like four days, five days, right? Mm-hmm. And they had this sacred fire burning. Basically, you know, they had this jefe from Mexico that they had him come and, you know, and they basically was holding space with this fire. So the entire festival even before the festival started, they had this fire going. So I'm at the festival, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm embracing myself. And then I had, you know, you gotta understand these festivals, man, you can find anything you need from, from diamond, from DMT to, to ketamine. You can find anything. I don't, I don't necessarily trust to take everything. I don't suggest that you do that. I suggest you, you, you bring your own kit. <laughs> like if you go, yeah. then you you know, know your limitations. You know, know know what know know what you need to do. Like if some people can only be in a controlled space where there's no people because they're open to so much stuff. They mm-hmm. use so much energy, music, people, sounds, smells, and they got to be in a stable space or they'll get that anxiety. So, I got some golden teachers now. The dude who gave me these golden teachers. And it's, he must be like, he know what he's doing. Because he told me it was this and with this and how he grew it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is what, a one what stuff. I'm like, Golden Teachers, uh, it's a specific strand of mushrooms. Okay. Yeah, and um, those were actually the first ones I ate. Those aren't really, really strong. It's like, so so like penis envies, those are stronger. Right. But Golden Teachers are perfect. So what is like Silver Cap? Is they're, that- um... It might be ones called Sam Cap. These, these mushrooms get all kind of names now. But um, <laughs> I just, I just, how I rank it is like you got field shrooms. They don't really do nothing. Then you got like golden teachers, whatever. Like they're good for beginners. And then you got like extreme ones, like penis envies. They're like, man, you never know. One gram can feel like two grams. Two grams can feel like one, but two can also feel like four. You never know because they're so they're so potent in there. It's an extreme trip, right? So. That kick your ass type of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you better. It's a teacher, and it, you have to give thanks, and it's an honoring. It's not even a trip. It's an honoring. It's a okay. ceremony. You have to always. That's interesting. Be appreciative. Yeah, you gotta give thanks, and you know, ask questions, and you know, just let your let your intentions be truly known before you dive in. Right. So I'm at the festival, and I'm just like. I'm enjoying the music. They had tribal music going. They had Taiko, Taicho, the band there, the electric music band there going. And then I go to this fire. Now I'm about to just walk in the fire. I'm about to walk in the pit and around the pit. First, the jefe came. He don't even speak English. He speaks Spanish. And all he did was look at me when I was about to walk in. And immediately from him just looking at me, I knew he wanted me to take my shoes off. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> 
took my shoes off. I sat around the fire. And then my friend G Son, I've been with him. I've been with him for like, I would say the majority of the trip, known him for a couple of weeks, really a couple of months. We had the fire. They've sang the song and they passing around like certain instruments. They give him the instrument. Now, you gotta say, I'm, I'm in the, I'm, I'm like an hour, two hours in my, 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 my journey. He starts singing the song and I'm like, man, I didn't know you knew the song. And then it, it just, it just changed the atmosphere. It just got real, 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 real surreal. And then this lady who was a part of the, uh, the Hefe, the Shaman's crew, cause you know, he got people who watch the fire, people who, you know, there's a lot of people who were taking medicine there. So it was even people who were on ayahuasca in the festival and they were going through their journey, you know what I'm saying, with the Hefe. So this girl, she just falls down and she just like onto her knees, like with her hands in like begging position. And she just started like looking into the fire and she just started crying, bro. And she started like crying so hard and she was speaking Spanish. So I didn't understand her. So I asked g I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? g why is she crying? And she's like, he said she was crying for the fire and how much it's done to humanity and how much it continues to burn and be there for us and how much even it tends to cleanse our spirit because the fire not only burns physical things away but it burns away the illusions it burns away the falsehoods so i started looking to the fire and you know i've been stressed you know life is stressful for a man Life is stressful, and I'm just trying to figure myself out. Got this big performance. I'm all the way in another country. I started looking in the fire, and I just feel all of that pain, all of the negativity pulling out of my body, and I started crying. I joined in with her to cry to the fire. Changed my life, bro. Changed my life. Uh-huh. It made me realize these elements, like, they, they're here, and not only do are there... They have their external form that that burns, but there is a form of that element within us that we can tap into, you know. So it just really opened. It really cleansed me. It really like it brought more appreciative of where I'm at because you're not truly alone. The breath is here. Right. The water is here. The water don't water don't care if you if you dark Vader or if you uh a baby it's gonna you can drink it it's gonna do what it do so <clears throat> you grow a lot from these experiences they teach you a lot and then you said when we first started that music by doing music you've grown a lot is there any way the two tie in together oh yeah because you know do they the like sound... see each other well, just take it back to where I told you how, like, what America promised. That's why it's because America's a company, right? Got a president and a vice president. Although this company has done so well that other countries have decided to form their own companies. That's that's the first world war, right? Hey, all these kings, they making all these kings. Hey, y'all got to stop being kings, bro. We want a democracy. Y'all talking about kings. Y'all, you know, inbreded. Y'all crazy as hell. We, want, we don't want that no more. And that's because America sold them that, that program. But once they stripped us of our culture, 
we have nothing. And then you got to think about being a black man. Look at me as a black man in America, bro. I don't speak my native tongue. Don't know what that might be. I don't speak. I don't I don't have uh, generations of wealth. I don't have gener. I don't even know my if you time your great grandmother times 10. I can't tell you who she is. Mm-hmm. And I and, and then you gotta see what we deal with. Like I don't know if you watched the movie They Clone Tyrone, but you gotta go watch that if you haven't watched that. And you'll see that these projects in the in the ghetto they call them projects because that's simply what they are. They're projects, and they do they do a lot of experiment. They started experimentation with the crack. They were afraid that a black messiah is what they called it, uh, J. Edgar Hoover. He was afraid that a black messiah would arose because he just got done wiping out JFK, all of them. I ain't say he wiped JFK, but you know, they, they took them off. They took Martin Luther King off. They took Malcolm X off. They mm. was taking people out. They're like, y'all gotta get the 60s, late 60s. They're like, y'all gotta go. And then and then right after that, they start drugging people and, and doing experiments on people. So then they introduced serial killers. All right. So so you understand growing up. I've lost all identity of who I am, but I have to say this is who I was. That's what hip hop is. You gotta people know people like to say when hip hop came or what hip hop is, but they never ask the question of why hip hop is. Now you gotta understand hip hop itself as a consciousness or a culture or a state of mind. Like, cause it's, it's technically a culture that went to the United Nations and got it, got it, uh, basically acknowledged to be a culture. But let's just look at it as a collective consciousness. Hip hop is a collective consciousness. This kind of collective consciousness don't it only manifests in a period in time where the people have been stripped of everything. Because what hip hop does is it gives them a tool to recreate who they are. That's why the first thing on this, um, my name, uh, Meta. I'm Meta from St. Pete. I'm metaphysic. I'm a spiritual tech. From, from you know, what I'm saying I, I'm, I use words and bend time to express the divine within, right? So it's like, or oh, my name is Lil Bob Killer. I'm from 34th and 77th. Like it just gives you the first thing you do is you got to name yourself, and then once mm. you name yourself, the nine elements which make up hip hop are tools in which you can use to express yourself. You got the breaking, MCing, DJing, b-boying. Then you got the other elements, street fashion, street knowledge, street entrepreneurism, street language. So each one of these nine elements are give you the ability to uniquely express who you are and not what somebody tell you are. That's why hip hop is not just a, a black thing. It manifested in the ghettos because in the ghettos are the the projects. They have everybody there. They experimenting that. You gotta remember they waiting for like a LeBron to pop up out of there, grab them, <laughs> take them out of there. Yeah, yeah, put them there. Like they they experimenting. They switching up drugs. You go to the corner stores. These have so so much camel. That's when the scientists don't want to test on the monkeys. They like, hmm, we need to see, we really need to see how these things affect humans. So they put them in like the sweet juice, the juicy juice, the, the candy or the hair product. They'll put it in the store and let you get it. Well, so it's like they want us, they want to do that. So with hip hop, the music, it allowed me to recreate who I was.
okay, forget about that, all that stuff in the past. It's, it's crazy that you're trying to read things in the past, newly translated, but you if you pick up a book from about 300 years ago, some of the essence was Fs. Just like the Shakespearean, you won't be able to read none of that. And it's English. It's in English, but you won't even be able to read any of it. So forget all of that. Forget all, I had to let go all of that. And I'm like, I'm going to recreate who I am. And I'm going, if if my ancestors were able to take sand and build pyramids, what you think I'm capable of doing in a time where internet, the time where I have access to all these different sounds, the time where I can tap in, I can go different places in the world. I know what's going on over there. I can, I can go over there for a little while. So the music really has been a spiritual tool for me in the sense of hip hop, because a lot of people don't acknowledge that hip hop is a spiritual culture. It's just been commercialized. It's just been, it's been like what everything happens. They get took and they make a GMO version of it and then they sell the GMO version to the public. Right. Fruits are spiritual. Every spiritual book, what happened? The people ain't know nothing. They, they, they pimped up on this fruit tree, ate the fruit, boom, knew everything. What do they do? They make GMO fruit. Get your wax apples. So you see, so the same thing they did with hip hop, they did with everything. Every good, every good thing has been GMO. Yeah. Once the money's in there and someone sees money, they're gonna figure out how to, you know, like I keep saying, cookie cutter it, how to um, streamline it. You know. Yeah, they sell products through it commercialized music are the best African, best marketing agencies. So, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to no, you good, you good. No, you good, brother. Go ahead. Oh, shit. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, so what you were saying was, um, so you, you learn to scrap all that. Like, you're like, all right, scrap all that. You know, if someone can build a pyramid out of sand or my ancestors, what do you think I'm capable of, right? I think that mindset is so important, but yet, sadly, it's, like, so, like, far and few between. Like, there's not a lot of people who think like that. Most people think that they are uh, doomed to their disposition, right? So being born in, like, a an area of poverty or project or trailer park or, you know, not a lot of, like, not a lot of, um, I guess you could say opportunity around you. It kind of programs i feel like and this is my opinion it programs most people to think that that that's all they're gonna get and that it's like all they're predetermined to get rather than having the mindset of like well shit you know someone could build again someone could build a pyramid out of sand you know what do you think i'm capable of like where can i manifest where what can i get around where can i start building what are my tools you know and i think in my head i think that's a really good outlook like the fact that you put that together and your your brain told you that one day, like you had like a, what'd you say earlier? What'd you call it? Like a uh, eureka moment? Yeah. Those, man, you got to start taking taking notes of them eureka moments, man, because those are what people live for. And just well, understand it. It's bringing clarity to something that it gives you the same feeling you get when you peeing, when you've been having to pee for a long time and you, then you finally <laughs> go pee. Yeah. You get relief. You're like, oh, man. It's kind of like a lot of people like also too, man, like they ignore those moments because they got to get in the next TikTok video or they got to get, you know what I mean? They don't let it, 
it's almost like a lot of times I feel like society doesn't allow shit to sink in because it's moving so fast and there's so much flashy lights in front of you, you know? Have you ever been to Vegas? Uh, no, I haven't. I flew over Vegas before, but I haven't been to Vegas. If you go to Vegas, a lot of people love Vegas, right? It's it's super hype. You know, there's a lot of shit to do. But when I was there, bro, I kind of like, well, I've been there a few times. But when I've been there, like, I feel like it's just like super distracting. Like everything around you is flashy. Everything around you is loud. Everything around you is like just trying to grab your attention. It makes it kind of hard to like, it's different than being out in the mountains and it's quiet. And you're like looking around and taking it in you know what i mean you got time to think you got time to breathe you got time to like feel the air you know and i feel like that's our society today is more like vegas like like um and a reason why i say that too is a personal experience i i flew out to like the grand canyon one time and stayed in a tent and then i went over to like zion out in the and camped in the backwoods and stayed in a tent and I went from doing like four nights, I think, of doing that out in the middle of nowhere, complete pitch black darkness and to like going to Vegas. And I just remember that like mental adjustment, like the environment was just so like so off. It was weird. Like it was almost like a punch in the face just from adapting to four nights in the complete darkness and quiet and nature to like flashy lights everywhere people handing you cards with naked girls on them with phone numbers to like people trying to hey come over here come over here you interested in this and someone over here is like dancing with a you know like a guitar case open and then you got signs everywhere and people telling you about deals anywhere hey jump in the limo i can get you free beer we'll take you anywhere you want like it's uh i feel like it's almost like pop-ups everywhere in today's society it's almost like living in pop-ups well, you know, it's just you have to even look at like some of the origin points of it. So just think of it like this from, I would say, the end of the 1800s or like the 1890s to even about to basically 1975, some of the biggest professions were, were masons. They were builders. They were stone masons. They were building blocks. They were they were creating cities, right? Right. And each one of these cities were created by Masons. Now, you know, Masons, I'm not, you know, I know, I'm not against for, although they know what they do. I know the score. I ain't got to join your little book club to, to understand life and, and damn, y'all bullshit, right? But anyways, but they study the hermetic laws. They study so many different levels of ritual psychology they understand uh what certain architectures do the way they even design the cities so you look at one of their symbols is what the pentagram right yeah so when you think about new york city new york city the five boroughs what do they call the five boroughs they call the five boroughs the big apple when you cut an apple in half and you look inside, it has five C's in a form of a pentagram. That's why in their their text, their books, their the apple has always been symbolized as the pentagram. So the big apple is the big pentagram. And how it was even this and it was designed and architected by Masons, the way they build it. So the way they build these structures, 
they're cycling and ciphering the energy. They're moving the energy. Some of these areas, like Central Park, that's, bro, if you dig deep enough, you'll find, you'll find graves. You'll find bodies. That would, they built that over people. They, they'll kill those people and, and build that park over where those people are. And that's a lot of areas. And then you look at the deserts. When you even think about the Middle East, look what's going on over there. It's so fiery. All you know, because they worship fire god, Yah. You know what I'm saying? The Hebrew symbol is the, the flame, right? They worship the fire. They so it's all deserts. It's all just burnt. All the nature has been gone. So when you look at Vegas, it's really put, it's really a decayed area. I mean it's beautiful. You got some areas with some trees and some 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 grass too, but it's really a desert. And then like this area, how they constructed it. And once they constructed it, the people who really commissioned the instruction of it was into the mafia. So they made it an area of made so much consumerism, gambling. They're basically the Suginis. The Suginis. Sin City too, right? So they call it. Sin. Yeah. So all of the negative it's like when you watch when you watch One Piece or you watch a pirate movie, they always got this pirate city. And, and you know, you and then that city is lawless. Right, like you can be robbed. It's pirates who run that city. That's their home base. So, and you gotta remember, these are pirates who are docked. They dock the ships, but they still practice the law of piracy. That's why we the maritime law is uh, trumps the law of the land. That's why you know these judges or in these courtrooms. Once you go in the courtroom, you're above the ship. And like it's, it's all these laws. These are pirates. These are hmm, what's the best way to explain them? These are savages who became butlers, and then who became initiated, and then became pirates. So they're like, but and then you just even look at the masons. They always blood apron on and shit. These niggas butlers, uh, you know, they butlers basically, right? And so they're but they were pirates because you think about. All of the export and transport of uh, the in the 1700s to like late 1900s, it was all through the, the shipping ports, all through the docks. So these are pirates. So when you go to a pirate city, the energy is there. The is is a dark. It's a it's a you got usually in every city you get a downtown, and in that downtown area, that's where the vortex is at its lowest point. That's why so much goes down in downtown. But Las Vegas is like a city. It's like a, everywhere in Las Vegas is downtown. It's the, and they know what they're doing. They know psychology from the lights, from from uh, the, the gambling, from the way the buildings are structured. They know what's going on. They know it's, a, it's the same thing when you go out of the country and you, you only stay in a tourist spot. Mm-hmm. Those locals know what's going on. And they they gonna get your money, American. They gonna get they know so it's, it is even designed. It's safe a little bit. It's way safer to be in those tourist areas. Yeah, uh, for they're sure. Selling you, they're selling you stuff. You they'll give you something. It's so, so it's the same. Is is the they the level of psychology and market and, and marketing that they they if you don't know if you ever seen that movie in the eighties called They Live. With the no, movie, I haven't seen that. 
you gotta watch it. So he basically put on these glasses and he started, he was able to, to see everything for what it was. So he was looking at billboard signs. So the billboard sign would be like uh, a sandwich in a family or something. But when he put the glasses on, it says reproduce, consume, uh, buy, buy now. And like it just, so it's basically, he was able to start seeing things of what they were doing. And you'll see that like, that's why like you can't drive nowhere Try not to read for a week. Say, I'm not going to read nothing for a week. Even if you can. There's always like signs. You mean, you mean, okay, yeah, I was going to say, like, anything. <laughs> yeah, no letters, no words. No, you're not reading. You're not doing it. You can. The moment yeah. you go out the house, you're going to be, you're going to get directed. And if you go into a public area, there's advertisement. There's colors. Red, red, you know, the black and red. He's a badass. He, he's a loose cannon, the, uh, the blue and white. Oh, he's neutral. He's holy. Facebook, they blue and white. It's saying anybody can use me. And then look, they don't use a capital F because a capital F is strong, right? It's, it's fuck, right? But the lowercase F is friendly. You see? So, and then YouTube, watch now. Red, it's hot here, man. You got to remember YouTube's origins came from the uh, people the, after Janet Jackson went through her ritual at the Super Bowl when she was exposed by Justin Timberlake, people were trying to look up that video. So the creators created YouTube because of that. Don't quote me 100%, but it's something like that nature. So wow. YouTube is red, red in, in a pentagram, and red in a triangle. When you think about bathing suits, when you think about yoga pants or girls in yoga pants, what is the most it's the triangle. It's that lower, it's that downward triangle that's, that shows off her, basically her, her area, right? Right. So it, that red plus that triangle, it just, it just, and then who mostly use YouTube? More men and boys use YouTube than women. Women use YouTube, but so they, they know that shapes, colors, and sounds can manipulate us. And we know that's true because if that wasn't true, they couldn't put us under you. Uh, you the, the basically when you about to go surgery, if that wasn't true, they couldn't give us a uh, element which is a is a shape, sound, and and color because it's it's, it's it's physical material. They couldn't give it to us and then do nothing. You couldn't show a bull a red like the bull just chilling. You'd hold up the red shit. Now he mad as hell. <laughs> so we're you can't stop yourself from being influenced or being hypnotized like people say you can't hypnotize me <laughs> there's so many levels of hip, hip of hypnosis yes you got people who can run, run up on you put you under but you got people who can work you for weeks they'll they can they can don't even have to meet you they can just really work you from knowing your social media or you walk into the mall, you go to any of these government buildings, these government buildings are emitting like this white noise, basically trying to keep people away from there who aren't there for an actual reason. So like trying to keep, that's why the lawn be so beautiful or like it's really emitting this. And then you go to the mall, they got this white noise that's enticing you to want to buy. You just feel good. You're like, I'm trying to buy, look at this outfit. Oh, look at this. So it just, so... When you go to a place like Vegas, I know that was more windy. The Vegas has been designed to throw you off guard and then siphon you. 
you have strong ones of us. You got you got us who are strong that who can and you got us who are strong and you got us who are masters who can go into any environment in any space and do that work. But then you have some of us who like who can adjust to certain areas like the locals aren't of out of norm as necessarily it's like going to Chicago it's negative 30 degrees to us from Florida that man it's cold to them they might have a one jacket and then just be casually walking you you feel like your arms about to fall off yep yeah yeah it's, it's definitely conditioning that's they do definitely take uh that is like what you're explaining is definitely like a lot of marketing strategy for colors like the McDonald's sign is yellow. It's proven this color yellow makes you hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the color red is like, oh, it's hot here. It's 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 a deal. It's flashing, you know, get it while mm-hmm. it's hot. Mm-hmm. And um, exactly. yeah, I mean, like we're in a, a country of consumerism. That's damn that's for damn sure. Um shit, I wanted to get into some of the rap stuff. My phone is like dying. I don't know how much longer I got. Let me see. Shoot, we can always do a part two. Yeah, I mean, if you're down for that, we could save the part two for some of the rap stuff. And get yeah, into like definitely. some of the uh, get into some of the experiences and and hurdles you've had to jump. I like I like that we went down the the um spiritual route though. I don't think I've done an episode like that yet. And you explain yeah. in like the signs you see and what you picked up from it. When you're like, Man. when you're like really deep on like a trip, like really deep, what is your brain saying? My brain, I'm, I'm, it's like, like you're not freaking I'm, out. You're trying to calm yourself down, or. Well, I've learned to win it now. When I'm starting to go, when you, when, so basically, when I'm having an anxiety attack, that's what a bad trip is. Bad trip is basically an anxiety attack. I, I recognize that something internal is off of me and you got to breathe through it like even when you take ayahuasca taking ayahuasca you don't walk in the park like when you first drink it first of all it's horrible you know giving thanks to the plant the grandmother medicine but it's horrible and then you got to hold it in and then you can't like but the whole time it's telling you it wants you to project it like everything in your body is saying project this and then you can't drink water because once the water mixes with it you immediately uh purge but once the medicine you have to like breathe through it and then once the medicine starts to work man it's hard to put words on the experience that you go through even as far as emotional especially if you've been through some emotional trauma a lot of times those traumas start to rise to the surface to give you an opportunity to 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 let it go or to find clarity within it because it'll define who you are Mm-hmm. My whole life led me to this. I wouldn't change nothing about me, bro. All the pain, all the struggle, all I, I wouldn't change nothing about about it because it's it's who I am today, and I'm constantly growing. So, like bad trips for me ain't a bad trip. It's just when you you gotta some you gotta relax. Like it's gonna get dark, and then if it get I you didn't talk about me. I'm like as far as even DMT, I'm, I'm, I'm like 50 journeys, almost 50 to 60 journeys in. I don't have some. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't have some experiences where it's just like, okay, like I, the best way I can explain this one experience, I, I you know, I, I had the diamond, DMT, blast off, put it in the bowl, boom, I gone. Close my eyes, I started to see these bubbles. But then, but these bubbles 
were like spiders. So it was it was basic. It was extremely creepy. It was extremely creepy. And I at first I started to lose my shit. But what I was I was taught by my teacher is that this maxim, no matter where you are, this maxim resonates at the deepest level of our consciousness, which is all itself. Because everything that you see interact with, no matter where you want to place it within the all, is a reflection of yourself. So when you meet these demons, they're mirroring and then they're dancing with you. So you, oh shit, yeah, oh shit, yeah. Or you like love you. Like oh. the mind playing tricks on itself. The mind, yeah, it will is it's not even the mind playing tricks all the time. Because, you know, there are entities on world, off world, in time, outside of time. They do exist. And, and you know, you have gins, you have spirits, you have spirits who, because even a demon is, it's, it just means a spirit without a vessel. It's not necessarily an evil being, but, you know, through religion and uh, Christianity, they use that word to describe um, like Bethazar or something, like Hornhead, got you afraid of cows and shit, right? So, they you so but uh, so you can interact with uh, spirits and go through journeys and stuff like that. But a lot of times they 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 de- design the system to where we give up our power and we give up our understanding, mm-hmm. and through that we we allow the fear or that take over. But it, man, you don't have dark you gonna have dark nights just as much as you gonna have bright day. Isn't it weird how kids like are scared of monsters and like the dark, but you never taught them that. You know what I mean? Like my like daughter, she doesn't want to go in a dark room and I, and I can understand that. Like you don't feel safe or you, you can't, you're not aware of what's around you. It takes away like your, you know, your sense. But like, isn't it weird that like they, they fear uh, monsters it's the it's the depths the deep depths of their imagination in the dark they can see more you gotta remember they they fresh off they fresh from the divine and when they was in that womb they were super sentient with like seeing in the dark Mm -hmm. so when they're in a dark space their imagination takes forms and even though they might not have seen monsters they might not know this monster or that monster the DNA records information. So even the experiences that you experienced when you watched uh, Friday the 13th, you know, when it came out, you know, shit was cold, right? I, I was there. I, I seen it. So, but the experience embedded into your DNA. And then when you re- recreated yourself through your, uh, with, with, your woman, when you recreated yourself through her, that that because when you understand when a man has a child, that that woman herself is a as below version of the as above universe. The same thing is Earth. The Earth has a womb. We're inside of it. We're living. The universe created us. So this woman herself is a universe. So when you put your soul, your seed in her, it reproduces a, another version. You know, and then she a girl too, so you definitely got the upgrade version because she has a womb now. She got a hypercube in her in her lower area. I don't know how to even use it; it just work, right? But 
when it's still it took the essence of all your DNA because when you create a baby, every cell in your body is doing the spirit bomb. You go you, when you got <laughs> to do the deed, your thing become Goku. <laughs> and, and it's like I need this. I need the power, of Earth. And then everybody on Earth, all your cells, ah, they put them hands up. And then you take all of that spirit, that spirit essence, and that DNA, that code, because you're not gonna get it from a cell that wasn't there. So all those cells experience what you experience, right? So she, she the fear is already been implanted in her because it was implanted in you and also in her mother. You might have watched a movie or you might the mother might have even been have you know women like to watch very dark things. You know, they like crime, horror movies, uh murder scenes and stuff. They like they like to watch those stuff. So it's already there. It's just it ain't about you can't really teach somebody something. They can only like like basically unlock it within themselves so it's all, all the information is there and then that's just natural instinct because if we was in a while in the dark man and especially remember back in the in the well we don't remember you know first let's say first humans right yeah it was formidable foes out there in the wild and they can see good at the in the dark <laughs> they yeah lions bears all these animals snakes all these animals see good in the dark you don't so what's that any oh snap oh so it's it's a her defense mechanism it's the kids defense mechanism in their imagination protecting them it's training them to is training them to be aware you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah, deep down dna taking care of them yeah yeah like man you know you got it you know, out here thinking yeah and then you know they can because they so fresh they ain't been like contaminated or season they see things that aren't there so we come in there it ain't nothing but they looking right at it they, they look at they're the most potent it's like it's like um i don't know if you you watch the twilight series but the vampires when they were kids they were extremely strong or no i think it was vamp interview with the vampire the kids they're extremely powerful strong but they can't they can't control that that's why it's bad for them to be a vampire when they're a kid because they never grow they never grow out of that. So it's kind of in a positive reverse. These babies are the stronger ones of us. So when they've come out of the womb, man, they can they 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 still seeing things being. It's like Inception, literally. The fucking road and, and Doctor Strange, the roads are forming as they go. They're like, oh shit. Like, yeah, it's just. Bro. Weird how like they're like programmed to be like aware of like monsters. Like it's not like I sat down and said, "Hey, baby, like don't go in that dark room. There's monsters under your bed, or there's a monster in your closet, or there's like a beast with a you know sharp teeth and claws and horns." It's like, no, but what you said makes sense. Like they, they're they're expressing their imagination, and yeah, maybe they... seeing seeing like a dark room where they feel vulnerable, it puts them down a fearful, you know, imagination line. And it's also their intuition too, like like they. And then even when you think about par, just think about paranormal activities, right? Mm-hmm. When you think about paranormal activities, it's always going on with a woman, like the exorcism or anything. Because like, sure. the because the woman has a literally. I'm gonna get deep. So the woman has a womb, 
and that womb. So women are constantly followed by spirits. Spirits follow women all the time. Like, and then they there and they yearn for a day to be born. You know, yeah, malevolent ones and malevolent ones, and you have neutral ones. Most of the time, the ones who are born, they they might have had certain intentions before they wanted to be reborn, but once they go through the birthing process, it wipes them clean, so it all becomes a subconscious, and they don't even know how they got here. They just crying again. Next thing you know, you watching Looney Tunes and cereal and shit. It's Christmas, and then you're like, oh shit, I'm a person, and then you back at it again. Some of us. This is why they're emotional. It, is that what you're uh, saying? No, nah, that's not necessarily why they're emotional. It's just they're um, they're they're constantly interacting with that. Like they're even like in some of those those older tr- traditions in let's say in Sudan where they have these czar cultures where these women when they go through their marriage ritual. First, they started to twerk. Like that's even like the origins of twerking. The origins of twerking, they start to shake that lower area of the body, which brings that heat. Which it basically they're arousing that feminine energy that lies dormant within them. Like so I think the Hindu culture, Eastern culture, call it the Kundalini. So they're arousing it, and then they're basically starting to emit this light, and this light is in transit. And what they're trying to do is these mothers. These grandmothers who are around in the ritual, in the ceremony, that's why even a lot of the, when you used to get married, you had to do the deed right there in front of them. So they're trying to bring these big spirits in. They don't want, they don't want the dude from 300 can't hold up the spear. They want, uh, <laughs> they want a Shaquille, they want a, a Shaquille O'Neal or, or uh, a four. They want a, they, they want a big spirit to be born. So they like even that's why like even the origins of arranged marriages, the grandmothers, because we we come from a matriarchal society, not a patriarchal. We come from where the the highest decisions were made by the by the women of those groups. So these grandmas would have arranged these marriages. They would say this baby finna be born on this day, and because and then we can and they're looking at these stars. Then they're like, oh, yeah, it's time because when you're born, you're born under a certain star, certain zodiac, and they're trying to pull that energy. So these women, these wombs are doorways. And so there's constantly spirits and things following them. So it's just it's not that the spirits ain't there is rather you can see them, interact with them, whether they benevolent or benevolent, even for a child. Those imaginary friends could be that let that limo guy. It's like, hey man, why you done came here, bro? You shouldn't have. And they talking to him, spending time with him, and they're like, all right, I guess you you, you made your decision. And then now imagine their friend go. Those ain't always just in their head. You think they're like real existing spirits? Oh, definitely. We exist. We're a spirit in this body. That's why, like, when the spirit leaves his body, you've been to a funeral. That, man, that ain't him. That ain't your uncle, your granddaddy, your, your mom. That ain't her. I mean, it's her, but that body, that's not when she was an, fully animated. That's, that's a, why, like, the vessel. Yeah. And it's, it's, you see it, it starts to, it starts to turn back into uh, material to be absorbed back into the earth for something alive to nurture off of it. Lion King, cellular life, right? Is just so that vessel is um is is was crafted for your spirit. 
So I have I had a friend um, that I worked with a long time ago, and he explained things like this because he was like super. He was like pretty Christian, but he was also kind of like you. Like he liked to go to festivals. He liked the psychedelic, like spiritual experiences and stuff. But one thing he explained to me, and I'm gonna butcher it, and it's probably gonna sound like shit, but the gist of it is like energy doesn't go anywhere. Like energy doesn't disappear. You know what I mean? And we're made of stardust. Like we have stardust in our beings. So he was explaining that like when you die, even though the body, you know, goes back to the earth and recycles, the the spirit has to go somewhere, you know, because it's an energy source. It's energy. So it doesn't matter where the energy ends up is what he was, is what he was saying when you pass. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Because because the energy it doesn't cease to exist. You know, I'm saying you no matter how many times you uh, what do they call it, you cut it up. Like if it was dope, how many times you cut the energy up, it just it exists. The water and all of that cells, the who we are, and then depending on how collect or how conscious that energy, like that energy, like gets itself to like a human it becomes supremely conscious of its existence and in the proper conditions. Or if it, it's like, even when you dream, you die there, you leave this world, you go somewhere else. So truly you need to learn how to die before you die actually. And what I'm saying is leave the body. Like a lot of us are hermetically sealed in these bodies. Then you have some people who can go out of the body who can have out-of-body experiences, you know what I'm saying? So you, and then you have us, some of us who are very lucid and being lucid. If you're a master lucid dreamer, you can live in a dream for years. So one, so let's say you go to sleep today at like 9 p.m. and you set your alarm clock to wake up at 7 a.m. If you are a master lucid dreamer, from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. could be an entire lifetime. You can have a whole family in the dream, friends. If the dream be real, feel real. Because what is real? Real is just our brain picking up signals from our senses. But just because you, <laughs> if your brain can't pick up the senses, that don't make it less real or not real. So when you go, you can spend a whole entire life in a dream. And that's why like a lot of the the stories or the ancient knowledge says that we're within a dream in a dream right now. So, and then, and in these different dreams, once you begin to awaken in those dreams, become fully conscious within those dreams, it, it, it folds over into this dream, you know, or this world. So the energy does it. You don't like you might lose this physical body, which is precious because it was perfectly crafted for you. Because if it wasn't, you see examples of when the body and the spirit don't mold right. That's when you get the people who eat people, the people who touch kids, you know, the, the diabolical. The spirit didn't mold right to the body, right? So mm-hmm. these are vessels, yes, they're and they're animal too. Like if you just take the conscious out of this body, it'll just you want to fuck, fight, and eat things. It just, that's what it is. Uh, it'd be a zombie. Not necessarily decaying, though. Like, they show us zombies and they just, <laughs> they decay. But then when you just think about a zombie's consciousness, they're just 
a, a being of senses that's craving and wants to eat something to replenish it. It doesn't care what it is. So once you like you hide in front of the zombie and they hear you, it's like, uh, and I was coming your way. That's these human bodies without our consciousness because we don't have instincts. Like an animal is the the body and instinct. So like it it follows it, it's coded. But us as humans, we gave up our instincts for our consciousness for our, to have our free consciousness. So we gave up its instinct. So we this once this body leave, loses the consciousness, it's it's a, a zombie basically. So it's like your spirit, and then if you develop your spirit, because some of us are born soulless or with small souls or big souls. You got some people with a big soul. Some people's soul so big they can't live here. They die young. I hate to say it like that. Like the chakra. Yeah, it's too big. Then you got some with space spirit level is their spirit energy is so low that they just they are able to be just go to work, play in the matrix, and just be a program. There ain't nothing really there, but there's always potential for to to raise your vibration, to raise your spirit, to become more uh, conscious of your spirit and what that is outside of the body. So like a lot of us who go into death horribly, like sick, really doped up on medicine and extreme pain, fear. Oh man, I'm about to die. Oh, regret, I should have did it. Oh, you know, so a lot of us go into that death. I watched this monk. It was a Buddhist monk or some kind of monk. I, I promise you, he had all his monk friends. He was a master. He had, it's on YouTube. I've seen the video when we go. He had all the masters around, other Buddhist masters, his disciples around him. And he was standing there. He did his, his prayers. They was around him. And then he laid down and he died. Nothing okay. killed him. He didn't, he wasn't screaming. Bro, he laid down and he died. They prayed over him, put his body in the casket, and buried him. Hmm. Uh, like that's why even Tupac say a real G choose the way he go out. But a real master, they can die. It's your death is your last performance. It's your great. It's the it's the closing of your show. So you should do it no matter what condition. So if you're in pain, go out with honor. You know what I'm saying? Never go out with fear. Never, don't live a life. If you if you got if you breathing right now and then you feel like you might got some regrets, you need to go ahead and go and get that up, get get rid of that because that was that's the fear. That's why we fear the death. That's why we fear the age. But gracefully, as we get older, our bodies become weaker, but our spirit becomes stronger. I feel like and, we fear the unknown, and death mm-hmm. is very unknown. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, it's pirates around it too. Like they, they, pirates. they, yeah, they, they basically surrounded it. Like we afraid of that, man. They even go to a fiery hell. What, but if, what would be the need of pain? That's just a person who don't think pain all the way through. Pain is, is, is really just a, a alert to the body that you need to move or something is wrong. But if you no longer have a body and then your, what is your spirit? Your spirit is energy, chi. The fire, the prana is is so. You go to a fire, and what you think fire get burned by fire? It, it just becomes more of the fire. But what it is, what is being burned? All the illusions, the falsehood, all those things of negativity. 
but they 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 use it to be kings here to us we be a dog or we only get the crumbs from the master table this like and maybe in the next life we'll be in a better position but then when you think of like a heaven bro that sounds like a twilight zone utopia trap how long of eternity what you gonna do there and then and it's not your space it's it's somebody else's space yeah. and they're very and then they're very judgmental of who they let in this club and then they but they the one who created everybody and the club in the first place so the club ain't even got to be small like there could be a door when you go into heaven it just cleanse you so like even if you was uh a jeffrey dahmer right you walk through the heaven door just man i see my son my child you had a horrible life. You lost your mind. You was born and bred, or you was psychological the experiment. It was the Cheetos and the, the, I don't know, but they, we, I fucked you up. Let me cleanse you out. Rather than, oh, now I got to suffer because something that was all knowing knew I was going to do this. So why play? Why we playing this game? <laughs> it don't matter what I do at that point. So, so that's why none of that, that way of, of thinking about death is very troublesome to a, uh, a confused innocent spirit trying to find himself but understanding that you can exist in a world that you created or a world that collectively you might have created with others and y'all can exist in those spaces I feel like uh, I feel like that's what we're eventually developing into humans is under i think there's a whole nother dimension we don't see we can at least agree this too because we can at least agree this too because we go to sleep and we be somewhere else doing all kind of other things and we be here and then we see people coming here all the time and people leaving here like where the kids are being born here they coming from somewhere so we can at least agree that there's two spaces so and then we just look at yeah, that's a good point. Multiple cases. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably most it's a it's probably multiple spaces that you can go to and exist in, or you might even here you probably reboot. All right, I ain't gonna do the future technology thing. I'm gonna reboot back in the in the cowboy days or back in the we just was out there in the jungle. You know, like you can be choosing. Like for like the uh, Dalai Lama is technically right a professional reincarnator. He's supposed to be the same person, the avatar. You know, so you got people reincarnating on autopilot, and you got people who are very sentient of that process, masters it, and then and is extending their development of 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 and their journey of life. Old souls, right? Oh yeah. Oh hey bro. Not to cut it off. And I'm glad we got pretty deep on this, but I'm uh my phone's about to die. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate your time, man. And like I said, I still got these shoes. I'll get them to you one day this century. <laughs> no, I feel it. Hey, divine timing, bro. I'm waiting. I ain't in no rush. Yeah, they'll they'll be fresh for you, trust me. You'll like them. I already know. The <laughs> case. But uh I appreciate your time, yeah, and, and maybe we can schedule a part two and we'll get more into the music shit. And oh, yeah, I got you. Kind of how that's going and how that's growing. 
I yeah, I got you. I'll tell you the up and downs and stuff and also uh what I got new coming up and all that all that good jazz. Oh fuck yeah. Well I'm you know me, I'm in tune, bro. I'm watching and I'm uh I try to share and spread the love. So always been there, bro. Day one type. <laughs> oh for sure. I vibed with it. But all right man, you be safe and I'll catch up with you soon. All right, brother. See you. All right, always. I think the podcast is fucking sick. If you're listening to it and you're like, you know, I don't know if I want to listen to the next episode of this podcast. You're probably a bitch ass. You need to listen to the next episode of this podcast to keep listening to it. Um, Because my friends down here are trying to make shit happen and we're going to make some shit happen.